You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Hi guys, I'm Ari. And I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Having a Night. Reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Season 4, all about weddings. Well, I wrote some um, in memoriam statements for your weddings. You did? I did. I did. Are we I'll recording? Read them now. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, hi everyone. Okay. Here lies the Hudson wedding. Oh, how Ari loved you. Mm. You brought her the prospect of open fire cooking. Mm. We were going to watch chickens blister over open coals and toast with natural wine so natural they could be confused with kombucha. Oh, wow. A dress would be found that was both urban and rustic, urbane and rough-hewn, chic and country. Wow. A delicate balance Ari felt described her own life, the time-tested contrast of Greenpoint and Greenwich. Oh, my God. We dreamed of taking over your streets, a loud and unwieldy crew politely pillaging your antique stores. Some shook their heads at the way you sweltered in the summer. But Ari stood by you. She said, so he swelters in the summer. We'll do it in spring. Yes, here was a woman willing to brave an April downpour on her wedding day just to be with you, Hudson. You were a great wedding while our dreams of you lasted. Rest in peace. Oh, my God. In this plot here, right next to Hudson, lies Chicago. Tragically, they died one month apart. One wedding planner-filled, venue-debating, hot-dog-dreaming month. (laughs) Chicago, the town that gave us unearthly green relish. The town where Ari was going to end her wedding night face down in a pile of hot-dog wrappers. The town of Venturi time, and nay, not only deep dish pizza, but also his hotter B-list cousin, tavern-style pizza. Oof. Oh, cut. How quaint these dreams once were. But all thoughts of martinis at Gibson's and a White Sox game instead of brunch vanished when Ari was called by the great white way, Broadway. The boards must be tread and they must be tread by her. She broke Chicago's heart. But not before the wedding planner refused to return the hefty deposit. Oh, wow. Are, have these been published in the New York Times? Obituary <laughs> section? I mean, did you re-listen to our entire season? No, this I just, just... Mind like a steel trap? Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. She is listening. That is so sweet. I feel so touched. You're the best. Oh, I had a great time writing them. Oh, well... What could have been? What, what dreams may come, though? Well, yes. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Tis true. You did miss the blip of Catskill <gasps> Borscht Belt wedding. Oh my god. I fully, I can't believe I fully blanked on that. I don't, you did very, but I'm very like, that was thorough work. In fact, I think I thought, I like conflated that with Hudson somehow. Yes. 
But the camp, the borscht belt, I mean, s'mores around a fire. Yeah. God damn it, we could have had three obituaries in one go. That's oh, well. okay. We really, I really ran through the gamut of what my wedding could be, and in a way, I feel like I had all of that. <laughs> I agree. You know why? Because I also feel like you thought about all the potential pitfalls. Yep. It's like you lived every possible high point and low point. Well, this podcast forced me to. <laughs> yes, it did. I think it's I true. really dug deep into every aspect of the planning, which I may not have done had I not been recording this season whilst planning the wedding. Do you think actually that like some of the venues you maybe would have been like, oh, it's fine if we weren't recording this podcast? I, it's tough because I'm incredibly critical and right. detail oriented. So... I think I they probably would have come up, but I think there's the, you know, the reverberating echo chamber of Sophie and Ari that it's like these things that were once maybe noted, but like tolerable became, would have, did become um, just completely, you know, no-goes, yeah. you know, unacceptable. Oh, yeah. But a lot of it was numbers too. I was thinking back to Hudson and... Besides, you know, one of the things holding me back from Hudson was, like, the kind of, like, anthropology, like, hipster, barn, industrial, chic, mismatched chairs vibe, which I just... It's not your vibe. I know. And such, like, it's such a wedding factory, this place, Mm. which I'm sure, you know, it's big open space. This was an opportunity for, like, Orion Hill to come in and just design the fuck out of it. Right. But beyond that, it was eighteen grand to just rent the space, which is a lot of money for just not including anything except the space itself. So right. that's like a Hudson price hike because it's a. I think we had mentioned early in the season that it's like the second or third like most popular place to get married. I'm probably making this up, by the way, but it's some insane <laughs> ranking. Yeah. yeah, but also I was thinking about it when writing the obituaries, and I think Hudson would not have been right. Because I think it's exactly that vibe, which we ended up actually talking about so much on the podcast that, that like, you were seeking to avoid. Yes. And I think it's very hard not to fall into that. Because, like, it's very Hudson. And Hudson's a great town. But, like, there's something that is very, like, wedding destination about it. And then I think all the locals are kind of, like, you know, rolling their eyes or whatever. Because, you know, a big brigade of people comes through being like, oh, it's so cute here. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, vintage. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, I'm really glad that didn't happen. And each one of these dreams, it was like my heart broke for a moment. Oh, totally. Because I really visualized them to a T and reached out. Well, not not necessarily reached out to all the vendors, but like had a running list of, okay, if the wedding is Hudson, this is the florist, this is photographer, this is the hair and makeup. I mean, how many hours do you think that you have currently sunk into planning a wedding? I'm so bad at estimating numbers. Like, if you were my teacher, remember in, like, first grade, I was like, guess how many jelly beans are in this giant jar, and you could win a cookie. I was like, I'm I'm not even submitting my answer well, it's because like it's you wrong. just asked me to, to guess how much Bemelman's was, and I guessed <laughs> $30,000 above. You did, yeah, but... I'm bad at that stuff, too. Very bad. I'm very, very good bad. at estimating time. Oh. That's... If you're like... if I always like to guess, like, what time is it now? Like, <gasps> which... <laughs> You're very attuned to the sun. Yeah. You're, yeah. Mm, the seasons. Okay, Detached. so. Okay. But if, you, let's say per day. I mean, I, there were months, I feel like, that I was doing at least two to three hours a day. Wow. And it would be, you know, during my off, it would be sometimes like 
commuting on the train. So that's an hour each way. I would just be like tapping my iPhone like a stenographer, just like email, email, just emailing. That it is a stenographer, right? Yeah, I'm, I can't believe oh. you just whipped that out. In fact, one of our yeah, best listeners, exactly, Diane is a stenographer. Wait, hold on. Just a really quick aside. One of our listeners, Kelly Prothero Morris, had a tier of cheeses as her cake. What? Like a wheel of brie at the top. Wait. Like a huge... Yes. How did I not know this? Because that's what I want. She sent it on our Chip Hour support group. I uh, You're so cannot... good about checking that. Because you don't, so I'm always checking. Thank you. Guys, if you're getting any responses, it's me on the other end. It is <laughs> the queen herself. <laughs> but I could not get over how genius that was. Anyway, sorry. That was a little aside. Wait, but... that's what I want to do, Kelly. I'm going to DM you. And she sent pictures, too, so you oh. can sort of try to suss out what kinds of cheeses they were. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. Um, okay, but so, yes, there you are, typing like a stenographer. Yes. Because that's, it feels like, all right, looking at venues, of course, takes more actual time because you have to go to the place, check it out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, looking feverishly through vendors, mm-hmm. that feels like that weird time suck where you're like, oh, where did it go? And why is there nobody who can perfectly execute my vision? Yes. Like, I can imagine looking at flowers being very difficult, where you're like, they're all so bridal, or like, they seem like they only take industrial spaces and then make them sort of like farmy. Yeah. You know, nothing kind of. Yeah. And you realize that weddings are so. I apologize to all the weddings that I've been overly critical of in the past. I'm sorry. It's so easy to criticize, and you're like, well. If it was my wedding, I wouldn't have done that this way or that this way. It's the con- the amount of concessions that one has to make while planning your own wedding. It's like, ah, after a while, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Yes, you can do you can do whatever you want with the flowers. I have 10 million other things to worry about. Right. My friend Lindsay sent me a spreadsheet of what she, her husband, now husband, um, and both sets of parents had to do. I think it was like over 150 items long. Yep. Insane. And I mean, she had like, clearly she had taken this on as a true second job of basically being like, okay, blank, blank has to follow up with such and such. At fourth, you know, just so detailed. Yeah. But when you think, it's a production, as we always say, it's a production. It's a Broadway play. It's a Broadway play. And the bride is playing the lead, the stage manager, the director, it's the producer. It's, it's a lot. Even when you have a full-time wedding planner, you even have to, I've found that I've had to delegate tasks to other people that are not even tasks in and of themselves it's just like so I don't think about it as much yeah yes because help me help myself well it's that I feel like your brain can get into that that spiral thing where you're like why is all of my thinking totally circular yes like I can't get out of this that's one of my oh I hate that frame of mind sometimes that'll happen to me about something random where I'm like I literally can't get this out of my head do you think that that has to do with being an actor? Because I do. This is my theory. Interesting. I have a this. I've been saying this a lot lately. I don't know if I said it to you, but I, I've found that that happens to me. Or I will feel very passionately about something, but then change my mind. Even like two sides of an argument, and I'm like, this is the way it is. And I think it's from actor training, my actor brain over the years of just like being able to convince myself of anything. Hmm. Like, I can convince myself of anything. We're, like, the easiest people to have <laughs> to make join a cult. I know. <laughs> well, oh, my that's, God, that's what they are. 
But that's what I was thinking when I was watching, oh, the fucking, what you call it? The acting cult. Yes. The LA ones. They're like. No. But also the, the all many one. here. <gasps> What's the Next, Vox? Ne- Nexium. Thank Nexium. you. Why did I get to Vox? Um, <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Um, was like that I could see myself in a moment of not feeling completely sure of myself, which I often am not, right? Yeah. Nobody is sure all the time. Or if you are, you're a psycho. Just kidding. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there I go, feeling unsure of myself. Like, that I could easily just fall in with something like that. Yeah. You know? Of just kind of being like, wow, this is so great, and kind of falling in love with a thing. Yes. And then suddenly it's too late when you realize that, yeah. That I don't want an anthropology-themed wedding in Hudson. You exactly. know? You, you really do have to convince yourself, like, well, this is the way it is. It's this, you know, this way or the highway. But it's like every and I had that awareness too each time one of these wedding dreams died I was like I'm gonna be okay as my mother likes to say time is a healer yeah time so, heals all wounds you know I, I said that know. yesterday to someone Ugh, just keep espousing wisdom girl <laughs> but yeah so there was that I thought you know this is it it was not it I'm fine and then came the cat skills and that was another thing that I felt iffy about at first but then I doubled down Okay, I have an important question, which also is related to what we were just talking about, which is, do you think that in suddenly having this play to work on and Mm -hmm. in suddenly having a job, that, like, you had been filling part of that void with wedding planning? Yes! You guys can't see me, but I am, like, stretching my arms out in exaltation. Yes, 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 yes. I think I I was fulfilling as a creative person just, like, any creative project down the road, I was throwing all my shit at the wedding. Yeah. Just being like, this is something that can fulfill these needs, obviously besides the podcast, but that is real. It's something to look forward to. It is a production. There's a lot to handle that I will take on. The thing is, as opposed to this podcast, which costs basically nothing to produce, right. that's like way more money that a wedding is way more money than I would ever spend on anything else so you like find ways to like make it work but I always that kind of made me feel uneasy so besides the joy of just having this job was the joy of realizing like oh is this even do we even want to have this kind of wedding it's sort of but that's part of also what's so complicated about being an actor I think is like it can be very difficult to decipher between like Am I feeling really passionate about this thing or am I doing this thing? Because there is a deep hole of like when you're not when you're not working and it's the thing that you want to be doing so much. Mm-hmm. So then suddenly the joy of work comes your way and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, wedding schmetting. Like, it's fine. The point is just to get married. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's such a yeah. What a mind fuck. Yeah. I'm really glad that it happened this way for you, though, because like in a way, this is so you. Yeah. You know, it's so you guys to like get married in Brooklyn, like in a. In a place that means more to you than the Catskills, some might say. I, th- I hope so. And you know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, it just... I, it's less about the production of it. And I've been saying that all season long, even as I was thinking I was going to have one of these bigger weddings. It's, it's just one day, one party. It's more about the people who are there, but also it's, it's about you and this person. And it's, you have the rest of your life. We can celebrate other, you know, your example, your wedding being example numero uno of like the way to do it, that it was just so special and unlike any other wedding. Thank you. Yeah, it was really great. 
I will say one little hiccup we're having right now, which I hope is resolved by the time. How many days do we have until this airs? Two? It probably won't be. But by the time I get married, is that so we've we've invited very casually just our close family. Right. And I'm very much like, Chris, we need to invite now just our close friends. Because we are also going to throw just a friend's party. Right. But I my close friends are my family. Yeah. You know? They are yeah. they that's what they are. That's there was some article recently that came out that was like the important of, the importance of friendship is it's greater than anything else and I totally stand by that. So if our friends are our family, then how come they are not invited to the actual ceremony? And a lot of the pushback has been like, well, they don't really you know they don't mind. They just want to be included and they want to party. And I think actually a lot of my friends care about both of our friends. Like you know we're not getting married at twenty two. We're in our mid-30s. People want to, like, be there for the actual ceremony. Yeah. You know, people people enjoy that part, I think, more than Christopher is admitting. Well, I think, yes, of course, your close friends want to be there. That goes without saying. In terms of, I think it's like if you gave people the chance of, like, just come for the party or come for the ceremony in the party, everybody, of course, of your close friends would want to come to the ceremony. Yeah. But I also think the thing that maybe Chris is forgetting is, like, what does it mean to you guys to have your close friends there? Yeah. Because to, I think for Harry and I, having, you know, I'm, like, of course, Harry didn't get to have, like, many of his closest friends from the UK there. But even just having, like, a small group of close friends meant so much. Yeah. And also meant a whole different thing to, like, our, Harry's and my bond with all of those people yes. as a couple. I mean, I hate saying that. But, like, you know, as a, as a couple, it meant, it means so much. Those friendships now mean so much and have, like, such a particular um, place. Yeah. Of, like, you were, you know, and I think you guys will have a similar situation of, like, oh, you guys were 11 people who happened to be, who not happened to be, who were at my wedding. Right, because you guys aren't, you're not going to be inviting a hundred close friends. Mm -hmm. It'll be a small number. And so I think thinking about, like, who are the people who we want to feel tied to in that way. Exactly. And, like, who bore witness? Is that what you would, who bore witness to your union? And who are also, like, there to support it. Yeah. Forever, hopefully. You know, like, who are... It's not just like, all right, let's just get it done, which is totally another way to do it. Like, yeah. oh, let's just do it and we'll say some beautiful things in front of our family, our close family. But I think we have friends that are like family. And we have spoken before, the two of us, Chris and I, about like how great it feels to support you and Harry, our other close friends, in, in watching them make this commitment to each other. It's this weird thing you don't even realize. Like, yes, I want to be here for both of you. I want to see you through any ups and downs. Like, I am here for both of you as individuals and as a couple. Yeah. So I just want to make sure we have that, which I'm pretty I sure think, I'll win this argument. Yeah, I really, I really do hope that you win the argument. Also because in thinking about that, in thinking about myself as a spectator at many weddings, being one of 200 people... I didn't really feel that I was supporting any union. I no. kind of didn't feel anything unless for some reason the ceremony was particularly stirring. Yeah. Whereas I think when you're at a small wedding, it feels like, oh, I'm actually a part of this Absolutely. in a way that matters. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You guys got to have some friends. Yeah. Chris, it's a non-negotiable. I know you don't even listen to our podcast, but I think let me as, tell you, it's a non-negotiable. <laughs> <laughs> I think as soon as we move out of his parents' house, he'll see the light. I think it's part of him just being like, 
a good son and, you know, be like, oh, but it, it has to be just family and not really, he's not listening to our relationship. He's listening to what his family will think of. And also his family is like, Ari, make him invite his friends. Yeah. I, he's, huh. I don't know what it is. I wonder if he feels that the stress of trying to like cut down. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. I was thinking about this actually with you. Because I was, you know, when Harry and I were talking about the wedding that you are now having, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really know if she's inviting any friends at all. Then I was saying, like, if you do invite friends, I mean, your Parker friends are your closest, closest friends. Obviously, there are some YSD people who are your closest, closest friends. There are mm-hmm. some Vassar people who, it's in, like, you have many people for whom I'm sure it would feel very important for you to have them there. It's true, but, like, I narrowed it down. Okay, you did. You did it. I did it. And it's, here's the thing. Coming out of COVID... People understand. And it's not like we're like, Chris and I got married, so sorry you missed it. It's like we had a small ceremony. There were a couple friends there. Now, please come celebrate with us at this giant party, which is a celebration of the wedding. We were cut from so many weddings. Did it change my relationship with my friends that I was disinvited to? No. Yeah. No. It's bullshit. So he has certain friends. He's like, but if I invite this person, then all these people. I'm like, we don't have a relationship with all those people. Right. Like, I don't. It's also, like, I think it's a very, <sighs> it's like a collegiate mentality. It is. It's a fucking you know? It's like, what about boy. my boys? Yeah. It's like, what about your boys? Right, like, three of those boys I like, and four of them, I'm like... I don't, I don't want kn- them present for right. this. Right. Like, I don't know them as individuals, and I don't want them hearing my dad speak publicly. You know what? Not yeah. that... It just, it, it diffuses the meaning. Yeah, exactly. They just... Uh, I wonder if... After all of our listeners have listened to this, some of them will consider having smaller ceremonies. Because I do think it's a really nice thing to do. I do too. I just want all of these people to be there watching me say these words. It's like, really? All of those people? I don't. Like, that, your second cousin who your mom insisted that you invite, who you've met two times? No. Yeah. It's like, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. Let's bring meaning back to the wedding. Ugh. That is the thesis. So, after this whole season of, of... Diving deep into weddings, if Sophie was were to have a giant wedding, what what wow. would happen? Okay, I, well now that I've said that bit about the ceremony, I'm like, okay, I would have a really small ceremony. Oh, that's a good. So idea. I think I would do that. I'm trying to think of where I would where I would want to have it. I would still want to have it somewhere that was meaningful. So I think I would still have it in Millbrook. Yeah. Um. I love how I'm saying I, as if Harry has no part in this wedding. I mean, he What doesn't. I mean is we, but but why, we're currently planning my quote-unquote dream wedding if I were forced to have a large wedding. Okay, so I would do it in Millbrook. I would, as we have said, somehow make sure that people could stay nearby. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I would mm-hmm. rent a bunch of houses because yep. there's no hotel nearby. So maybe rent a bunch of houses and I would, like, specifically put, I would do the planning. Yeah, I would not leave the planning up to random people. If they were like, I would rather handle my own accommodations, totally fine. Yep. Um, obviously, DJ. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to do a tent, yep. but I would be into that. Like a big old tent on a rolling hill sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I would have a seafood tower. I'm just going to put that right out there. I would have a big table with a seafood tower. Then I would have... Okay, here's the thing. I don't like the idea of feeling like there are a lot of people serving me at my wedding. Like, I don't, I want to feel, I want everybody who's there to feel good. So I don't want it to feel like 
there are a lot of people walking around with past hors d'oeuvre trays. I don't know. I think it would make me feel like I wanted to make sure that they felt appreciated, which is like maybe not the point of me having a wedding. Yes. So I think I would actually do it. (laughs) As I'm describing this, I'm like, we had what for me was the ideal wedding. Mm -hmm. Because I think... I would do a lot of stuff DIY. Mm-hmm. So obviously I would like have somebody there prepping the seafood, for instance. Mm-hmm. You do but, like stations, not past. Yes, I think so. Sorry guys, there's a really loud siren, but maybe you can't even hear. So I think I would have that big seafood thing, maybe a big cheese and like charcuterie yeah. situation. Yes. Huge U-shaped table yes. or a square Where, like, you would have to crawl under to get into the center of the square. I love that. Like, open, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. a square with an opening in the middle. Um, I would figure out something really fun to do for a rehearsal dinner. I think that would be, like, rent out a crazy steakhouse or... In Millbrook? No, I would, like, maybe do a rehearsal dinner in the city and Uh then just uh do one night in Millbrook. Uh No brunch, goes without saying. Yes. Um, Nope, you're not popping by the next day. No. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. What other good party is there? Good party, like, category, where there's a follow-up the next morning? None. None. In fact, I recently rejected an offer to the wedding after, to the morning after brunch. I said, I will be there for the wedding. I will not be there for the brunch. Because I think everybody is like, well, I'm going to say I'm going to be there, even if I don't. It's like, no, don't go. Don't go. And also, like, I don't think people want you to go. That's why they give you the option. I know. Yeah, exactly. Will you actually be here? The fewer people that are here, the less the obligation I we have to go. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I would just have great wines. I think I would do... Okay, this is controversial. Mm-hmm. I would not do a f- full bar until maybe the after party. I think I would have Negronis, mm-hmm. margaritas... Mm-hmm. And one other cocktail, maybe gin and tonics. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could have wine or great champagne or something. Or, you know, sparkling wine of some kind. I think I'm feeling, like, not a full bar. Because I would rather have great batched Negronis, margaritas, and then, like, gin and tonics. You can just have somebody pouring them a la minute. Yeah. Then having, like, oh, hi, I, well, I'd love to have a spagliato. And the guy's like, I'm trying to serve 20 people right now. Exactly. And you also, that. yeah, and you give people, we've told, we've talked about this. Like you give people the option, you give people too many options. They're thinking about it. They're also hanging out at the bar. Uh, exactly. They're cramming the bar. I don't want that. Ugh, can Get we away also from just, the bar. Harry the other day, you know, step away from the bar. Harry last night was talking about somebody's etiquette at a dinner. Mm. That really, I put it beyond my, in my bonnet and I think you're going to agree. The etiquette of, okay, everything is family style and then it's passed to this one person and either they're like, oh no, I've already had some and so the plate just sits there or they serve themselves and then the plate just sits next to them. It's like, this shit is passed, you guys. You got to pass it. I hate that. And then I'm always a person being like, can I, can I have, can I have the corn salad? I feel like I, because I'm, my eyes are on it. Oh, oh, me too. I'm like, that Parmesan hasn't moved in 20 minutes. <gasps> oh my God. It's it, off I in the parm. It wouldn't, I would never let it be 20 minutes. But yes, I agree. I but that. I think if it's family style, you have to have enough, you have to divide it up enough where every, it's in reaching distance to everyone. Of course. Reaching but distance. let's say it's a six person table. You're not going to have multiples necessarily of like a chicken. Yeah, I think you can. 
Mm. I think you absolutely can. And then I love that. Then you just place it there and everybody's... two of each thing there. I would say maximum four people per thing. You want a lot of dishes on the table. But things can still get stuck. They can. They can. It's just... You just gotta go for it. Or when, like, your wine glass is sitting empty and the person right next to you has a... Like, the person next to you is sitting with the bottle. And you're like, you gotta... You know, just having eyes on how other people are yeah. feeling in their evening. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was a total segue. But would you put like a little, a little sign on the table? It's like, I'm meant to be passed, please. I want multiple hands on me. Pass me around. Exactly. I'm the, I'm the slut of the evening. Yeah, get handsy. Yeah. The village bicycle. So I don't know. Um, no, it's true because then you also. There's just, it just often happens that it's it's always one person, you know? So it's like things get repeatedly stuck. Yes. Well, yeah, some idiot. Okay, hold on. But yeah. what are we serving besides the seafood tower? Okay, okay. And so we've got the seafood tower and we have charcuterie, even though, like, I think Harry and I are both very heavy on the, like, preferred cheese after dinner. But I want another... Station? I want, like, another station. What else could be at a station? Gosh. Um, you could... You, my friend Ludo's wedding in France years and years ago was incredible. And the hors d'oeuvres, I'm only realizing now, like that cocktail art was all stations. There was a million and one was, there. Were, I think there were doubles, right? So that's yeah. a good way to disperse crowds is you've got, instead of one giant seafood tower, there are two smaller ones or four smaller ones. So yeah. just to let people mingle and get to more food in time. But um, you could do like, you guys have one of those hamon like oh yeah cut special knife vice thingies yeah yeah Spanish yeah Spanish thing so that's one I mean <sighs> well I was also just thinking it's like maybe you do the seafood thing excuse me and then you do like great crudite mm-hmm. with amazing dips but then people will loiter by the dips because they won't put it onto their plate so like I think you want it just Excuse me, just finger food. I'm like hiccuping. I'm all kinds of things are yeah happening in my body. I feel like if we talk to some Europeans, they'd be like, or, or specifically maybe Spanish people. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a table of like amazing little gazpacho shooters. Yes. You know? Oh my god, great idea. Okay, great. I would have a chilled soup. I would have like yes. a chilled pea soup. It's one of Harry's favorite foods. Like a I Christine think. little bar. You exactly. Know? Oh my god. Yeah. Just have like some. Have a big thing of foie gras. Have, mm-hmm. like, a big yes. thing, as you're saying, of hamon. Yes. Um, Some things with, like, people working them, but not passing. Yes. Like, a guy slicing the thing. But sure. Like, a guy shucking yes. oysters. Yes. I mean, back to the seafood, but yes. Okay, I love that. That's really fun. So, I would do that. That would be the hors d'oeuvre situation. And I don't mind if people are... Fill up on those hors d'oeuvres. Go ahead. Fill up. Go ahead. Always give the option of fill up rather than, no, I want you to be hungry, because... Yeah. Oh, God, that's a recipe for a disaster. Well, also, everybody knows that hors d'oeuvres are usually the best bit, except at my wedding, where I would have, <laughs> the, I would basically serve the same menu. So I would have really great steaks, cooked over charcoal, mm-hmm. huge bib lettuce salads. Mm-hmm. I would maybe do a starter of some kind. We did, um, whatchamacallit, caprese. Maybe I would do, like, a bruschetta. No, that's not, because they would get too soggy. A pasta? What if you have vegetarians in your crowd? I hope they like green salad. 
No, I would have... <laughs> you would uh, have an option. Yeah, I would, sure, I would have a pasta or something. Yeah. But then I'm like, or maybe you just go all vegetarian and you just have, like, an amazing thing of pasta. Like, wouldn't it be so fun? Like, I'm just imagining, like, somebody coming around with, like, a huge bowl of pasta and, like, serving oh each God, person. Right. Or, like, doing a whole parm. The parm wheels. The exactly. pasta in the parm wheels. Yeah, like a cacio e pepe mm-hmm. using a parmesan wheel. Yeah. Like, just kind of a fabulous, something that felt... Something that can feel super indulgent, even yes. if, even though actually it's like, well, yes, getting a whole wheel of Parmesan is very indulgent, yeah. but like the quality of the food doesn't have to be indulgent, even though the act of like serving it out of this Parmesan meal could be. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just an amazing chocolate cake mm-hmm. or like a chocolate Guinness cake like we did. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I'm like, I, I really loved my wedding. It turns out. It it's so great. funny thinking about it and being like, oh, the only thing I really would have changed would have been to have a few more friends and obviously Harry's family. That's kind of it. And the addition of music and dancing because you love to yes, dance. Yes, totally. Like, I think for me, my dream wedding would probably be somewhere between, like, 50 to 75 people. Yeah, me too. Which is really small. It is. It's very small. And But also 75 people, like, that's the right number for a dance party. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, then you know everybody's going to dance. Nobody's going to be like... I'm just going to sit over here yeah. using my drink. Right. And the space, since it's a smaller number of people, the space is not huge. So it's not like people get lost because it's not like, oh, it's a 200 person wedding. And now I'm on the other side. I don't even know where the dance floor is because yeah. I'm over here by the bar. Um, okay. But hold on. We're missing a huge element, which is you looked so gorgeous and your outfit Thank was you. so special. Thank you. But... We talk about this all the time. You've come to so many wedding bridal shops with me. What would your wedding look be? Would you do a second look? People, the fucking second and third looks. We were just trolling someone on Instagram who shall not be named with like just too many fucking looks. cake cutting looks. Like go kill yourself. So how many looks are we talking? Okay. The only way I would do a quote unquote second look would be if like I had a long skirt and then I could like mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a moment of drama tear off the skirt and yeah. there I am wearing some little shorts. I like have booty shorts or whatever. Oh. <laughs> I have been like at seeing vintage gowns with like removable trains. Yes. Totally. Cause it's like, I want the gown, but then like, I don't want to be wearing a gown. Then I want to take that off. Yeah. I also think there's something strange about doing the having a gown look for an entire evening if it's a small wedding. Because it, there's something about, like, the big yes. dress that demands 200 people. Absolutely. And so I think there might be a moment of a train that you want to have with the drama for the ceremony and the look, but then it's like you kind of want to just spend the rest of the night feeling like you're having a wonderful time with your family and hopefully friends and yeah. Chris. Yeah. People, so I found this dress that I really loved, like, on January 6th seventh or something and I was like this is the dress and I told I think I told you my mom I was like a minute this is the one then like the next day I got this job offer wedding changes people are like but you're gonna get that dress and you're like, like no no th- that was for a 200 person wedding right I can't wear that it was drama I yeah. cannot wear that kind of drama in a backyard restaurant in Brooklyn it's what no. we always say it's vibe it all comes down to vibe and your dress and the music and the food and everything has to fit the vibe and the vibe is dictated by the place so what thank is, you so much what is the vibe of like the rolling hills of Millbrook Do, are you like flowy like what's the fabric 
Well, okay. What I, I what I wore was a vintage silk jumpsuit that my mom had had in her closet forever. So cool. And it's like it had like buttons going down, sort of like the left boob, and like has a little tie in the back, so you can give yourself a bit of a waist. But it's like like totally loose. Fun and, and it's like run around fun. Times. Exactly, and I think I like that because also I want to really. If I'm talking about my wedding as if it hasn't happened, I if I were doing it again, I want to really eat. Like I want to really eat and drink yes. and enjoy it and yeah. feel like it's full bounty, mm-hmm. like full, you know, um, Dionysus. Well, not really, because like don't they eat people? But not that <laughs> one. Vomitorium. Um, so I think wearing something that still felt flowy, like I don't, I wouldn't want to wear something super form fitting because then I'm like, oh, pictures of me at the end of the night, I'm going to look like I have a, you wouldn't, you know, a belly. You wouldn't. But, but you know, um, yes, I feel that. Oh God. What about the shoe change people do? Like then I, I changed into sneakers cause I'm a guy's girl. <laughs> I feel like we're being so elitist because I think that idea is now just reaching a lot of people, but I'm with you. I'm like, fuck, I'm not wearing, fuck, I'm not a sneakers girl, period. Right. But no, I'm not. My idea of a comfy shoe is not like an Air Force One. Right, I know, the Air Force One. I'm but just, I'm also, yeah, I'm not a sneaker head. I'm like, I could understand the idea of, if you're changing your shoes into a flat, if you like want to wear a pair of Converse's, that's totally fine. But maybe just like don't make a whole thing about it. You know, yeah. of like, we got to get pics of like me in my wedding dress, but like, and my sneakers. Yeah. It's just so yes. no. It's, just, um, it's all these bitches with in the fucking minis. This is the second look of, of 2021, 2022. Slash 2018. But I've but it's hold been on. Done. It's but the one it is the mini feather dress. Oh yes, yes. And yes, the yes. sneakers. That's the look. Yeah, and it's a great look. It's a great look, but everyone's done it, honey. Everyone's done it, honey. Yep. You know what? I So what I'm trying to say is one look. One I would have one fat one look to kill them all. Yeah, yeah, like one fabulous look that I was so excited about and that I felt so comfortable in. Yeah, if it can do the job for both, because yeah. I like like a sturdier dress, but then I'm like, but if I want to move, but I think that's also the difference about what I'm talking about is, it's not there is no job for both. It's all one. Like, the entire thing is actually one thing. Yes. That the ceremony is also the reception, is also the after party. Yes. As opposed to the sort of, like, distinct events thing. Yes. Which I think is very wedding-y. Mm-hmm. But I agree. For that, it's like, yeah, you might want to look a certain way for your ceremony that yeah. you don't want to look when you're having pasta Yeah. at Frankie's, you know? Yeah. It's crazy to watch the um, the kind of bridal fashion industry just expand and and it's unwieldy i mean it's a it's amazing the kind of the the labels now and and just the the bigger ones the smaller ones everyone has a bridal collection with second looks third looks and yeah and it's all so beautiful so i can understand as someone who loves fashion why certain friends of mine who've got married who are real fashion heads as well like are like well i need all of these looks because yeah. Take a look at the fucking editorials. It's right. ins- it's beautiful. I think if it brings you joy, yes. you absolutely do it. I think for me, I sense the panic in my heart of like having to leave the party to go change. Like I always we, thought that was too. so I don't I have, leave. Yeah, exactly. And I have like really extreme FOMO with that stuff of like mm-hmm. I can li- like even in my head I feel the idea of like I'm at a dinner party and I get up to go to the bathroom and I'm peeing and I'm like, but I just want to be back there. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I do not need to take a break and like also get like photographed with my second look like hanging. Oh god. No. No. No, no the, also the hanging of the the hanging wedding dress photo. It's like it looks better with a body in it. I yeah. promise. I promise. Um so yeah, I think I would just not do a second look. Maybe I would like take my hair down. No, it's for I think if it's in the same venue and it's the same vibe then you yeah. got like what is the point What's it's the confusing point? to everyone why yeah. you went away and changed just yeah. come where is also... she where is she <gasps> she's changing into her second look oh, can't wait well, to see her <laughs> and, and you know everyone knows how much you spend on the fucking dress and maybe you didn't lucky you but it's like when you're really only wearing it for like an hour yeah that's why i, I totally love my friends who bought fucking ball gowns because like this is I want to feel like a fucking princess this is my dream dress I'm wearing it and I'm wearing it all fucking night even if we go to a weird dive Irish bar. dive bar right. I am wearing this dress to the pub and I love that I love that, that. Yeah. I love that it's so defiant right mm-hmm. it's like no but I am a bride yeah. I am not taking I, this off yes yes <laughs> and I love and I love my dress yes I feel like there's such a particular there's such a particular thing when a person is like, no, I really love my dress. Where it's sort of that thing of like anything else, they would maybe sort of shrug off the compliment and be like, oh no, like this old thing. But with the wedding dress, it's like there's a certain territorial thing over it. Well, I think for most people, it's the most amount of money they've ever spent on a single garment. Like yeah. far and away, it's fucking nuts. But I wonder what the, like the median price on a wedding dress is. I wonder that too. I would guess... I would guess somewhere between 800 and 1500. I think you're probably right. As two people who are who terrible it. at guessing. I love guessing. I'm just really bad at really it. Really bad at it. So heard it here first. Um Okay, so are you doing two looks? You no. are, right? You're no. Not. No. no. But you do want a more structured dress. I get that. That's also why you look so great in that stuff. Oh, thank you. I mean, I don't know. I just like the idea of that, but I also don't think I'm going to be doing wild dancing on on my wedding. I think Yeah. I will have two looks, but they're for two completely different things. Yes. Because the party will be a fucking rager, right. and then I that I have that. and. Okay, that's an important question. What do you think you're going to wear to that? I have the outfit. Oh, you, you know did? It. You bought that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. my God, that's right. Sorry, it hasn't I asked come, you the other day. But I bought it. She bought this incredible, I want to say it's almost like a caftan yeah. thing. Caftan top with pants. Yeah. But it's not like a long caftan. It's like above no, it the is. knee. No, 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 it's long. Wait, was it long? Tis long. Wow. It's long and kind of sheer, and it's got like. But it's sheer, and is it like? Is there like a an opening in the front? Yes, and yes. it's got like a hook and eye, and you oh wear like God. a little. You wear like little pants and a little crop top underneath. It seems pretty basic, bitch. Now that I'm describing it, but it's no. very chic. Oh, I it's think. so beautiful. Tiny, and so chic. sustainable indie label. Well, the other thing I was thinking is like. Okay, if I did a second look, I would basically want it to be, like, as naked as possible. Mm-hmm. Right, you want the thing that you don't want to be wearing around your family. Exactly. And then suddenly, like, my my second look is white lingerie. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, I mean, the sexy wedding industry, the sexy wedding dress, wedding accessory industry is on the rise. It's crazy how many people want to look, like, fucking... Fuckable. Yeah, which I... Get it, but like, I mean, I mean, maybe there's a lot of people who aren't getting married with their family there, or maybe their family doesn't care. But I don't need a deep V. No, no, I think I find that very not very or strange. Slit. I mean, I guess it's like it, I feel I feel like it kind of implies that this is a 
your last moment of looking that way. Where it's like, you can go out again next Friday night and Just, dress like a hoe. Absolutely. That's fine. Like, you don't have to do it at your wedding. You don't. But I guess there's also a thing of, like, I want to look hot in my wedding dress. I don't know. Or I agree like, with I you. I want to wear whatever I want to wear, which I totally think you should. But that's not in a vacuum. It's like, I want to wear whatever I want to wear, knowing that my fiance's grandparents will be staring yeah, at me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't need to show side boob. No. Well, okay, here is a question. Because I have been wedding dress shopping with many people, and I recall one friend in particular being like, trying something on and saying that she really liked it, and then being like, oh, but he's not going to like this. He doesn't like me in this cut, or he doesn't like me in X, Y, Z. Where do you fall on that? Where do you think I fall on that? On the fuck that. Of course. But I, but I thought that was interesting, because my, my first reaction was like, Oh my God. Like that feels like a sign of perhaps what your marriage is going to be like, which is you not doing things that you want to do because he, he kind of like won't let you choose in a way. Yeah. But then on the other hand, she, well, and I said that to her and she was like, well, I want him to like how I look at the wedding, which I think like, that's not a sin, right? It's like, of course, like I cared about what Harry, like, of course, like I wanted Harry to think that I looked absolutely beautiful at our wedding but it felt (laughs) then of course the flip side is like well you kind of hope that they love what you're wearing no matter what right not that they're like huh you went with a square neck yeah i just don't think that's (laughs) gonna be happening for anyone even like the even if you're marrying like the biggest even if you're marrying tom ford i think hopefully the the happiness and the um serotonin and all the adrenaline all of that is just surging and you're not really paying attention uh, yeah but yeah. i do think taking into account this this given circumstances of the performance then yeah uh i don't it's like i don't care what chris thinks of the dress but i do it has crossed my mind like oh my mother-in-law might not like that and yeah most of that is like she might not think this is appropriate, right? Which I think is a totally valid thing for me to consider. Not yeah. like, well, she just this isn't her taste. Taste, whatever. It's my wedding, but as long as she isn't, yeah, it's definitely a voice in my head. Yeah, and my mom too. My mom the other day was like, I don't get the whole low back wedding dress, and I'm like, what do you? I'm very pro low back wedding dress just yeah. because I think it is an event where you walk one way, then turn. And then you are watched walking the other way. So, like, yeah. that is an area being on display. If you have a back that you would like to show off, which yeah. I must say, I do. Would you go for a back, though, that was so low it almost showed your um, butt crack? No. <laughs> no, not sexy. Just, like, a little surprise. And only if the front is very modest. Right. Well, but that's not, yeah. the whole point is yeah. the surprise of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, very elegant and not, like... Yeah, n- not drapey, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I know exactly what you mean. It's almost like a cowl neck, but in the I, back, what and like very that? low. There's this whole thing now of like this reversible cowl neck, which is basically just a sash that's tied like basically on either th- shoulder, and you can put it what? front or back. Yeah, I'm like, oh. please cut this off. I've oh tried my. on dresses where I'm like, I would love this, but the fact that the designer wanted to put this on... Yeah, a reversible howl. It's like, don't worry, you can... Yeah, well, it's the don't worry, you can wear it two ways. And it's like, I don't need to wear my wedding dress two ways. And I don't want to give you my money, even if I love yeah. it. Even if I know I could just snip it off, no one would ever know it was there. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Pass. Mm-mm. <laughs> Ugh. 
Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you choose. Well, I'm going to need your help. Well, I'm down to help. I hate everything. But... This almost feels like like we say this and then it cuts to... You know, like, I feel like in an episode, it would, I don't know, in like a TV episode. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to need your help. Cut to the two yeah, of us yeah. in the wedding boutique. Yeah, just like some <laughs> montage of me trying things on. You're like, thumbs up, thumbs down, like a pulling montage. your hair out. Are you going to have hair and makeup? Yes, and I need your Good. help. I know. I sent you one person. You did. I did she ever respond? I okay. didn't contact her yet. Okay. I'm, I'm, fingers crossed, because we're getting married on a Monday, I'm like assuming a lot of people will be available. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If for sure. And the thing is, as our listeners know, and you do first and foremost, I'm not looking for like the type of wedding people who are all booked up anyway. No. Like I want someone who just like does makeup well for like film and TV. Exactly. Not someone who's like, I do fucking weddings exclusively. Yeah, I do bridal makeup. No, I'm almost like I kind of just want to do my own hair because I just want a fucking low bun. Well, but you also have a hair salon that you love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you could ask if someone from there can do it. Yeah. Because I think I like when I see photos of myself on my wedding day, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I can tell that I did my own hair and makeup, and that's totally fine. Exactly. It's like, it's fine. But if I were having an event, like if I were doing it over and I were having 50 people, I would want somebody to come and do my hair and makeup also because it's just a chance for hair and makeup. It's true. Which it's like, I love nothing more. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to be nervous? I'm sure. I'm, like, nervous talking about it. (laughs) It's going to be so exciting. I know. It still feels far away, even though, like, it's not. When? Early June? Late, Late June, June, which is soon. Yeah. we got to start working on it more. Okay, well, with that, we'll let you go work on your wedding. Guys, this is our final episode of our wedding season. Yeah. So exciting. Thank you for listening, for those of you who listened the whole time. If you didn't listen, you should go back and start again, because I feel like we dropped some real knowledge bombs, so... I really think we did. It's It's helped me navigate this entire process. We will keep updating you, I think... In the next season, whether it won't be about weddings, but we can do a check-in. Oh, of course. I also want to leave future brides with this, which was the best, some of the best advice I've gotten during this whole process was from my partner, Chris. He said very early on, let's make a pact and just make sure that we decide to have fun every step of the way of planning this. And reminding myself of that pact has saved me from losing my mind and and because it's you see all the turns where this can get really ugly and depressing and so I encourage you all who are planning weddings out there which I know it's an unprecedented year just in terms of the amount sheer amount of weddings happening in 2022 remind yourself that this is it this is life hopefully you're only planning one wedding and have have fun try to have fun while you're doing it or else it's kind of pointless I love it guys we'll see you next season Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.